mission effective and to carry out the, all the work that you have given them.
Father's way, God, that prophetic words would come forth for, for what's happening right now, that leaders' hearts would be encouraged. God, those who are, are to begin prayer rooms would have the courage to take steps of faith and move forward. Those who are already doing it, Lord, would have courage to take steps of faith in the area they need to take steps of forward, steps forward in faith. Um, internships, um, young adult things, Lord, um, intensives, teen intensives, um, all the different things, music schools. God, we're asking you, God, let there be a fresh outpouring, a fresh encouragement that this is what you're doing. You're building the house of prayer in all the earth. And we are joining in with your heart and your yes. And our yes means your yes. And we don't have to look at ourselves and our own weaknesses. We can have confidence in you, in your leadership in your plans for what you are doing. And if we just take a step of faith, you'll meet us in that place. So God, I pray for that, that there would be just such a great outpouring of encouragement, such a prophetic um, spirit on that um, conference. And God, we just, we ask you for help, God, even for all the leaders, even for myself giving a, a training. God, I, I'm asking you for help, God, that you would anoint my words, that you would anoint the words other leaders who are giving trainings and teachings and breakout sessions. And God, we're just asking you, God, let there be, let the word of the Lord run forth swiftly, God, in this conference. Let the word of the Lord go swiftly, God, that it wouldn't just be information that we're passing. It would be the very heart of God. It would be just an impartation to those who listen. It would be fire, Lord, to those who are listening. God, we're asking it would, it would flow from heaven. It wouldn't flow from our good ideas and all of the plans we're making, although you use those. But it would, it would truly be heavenly, that you would be in the midst of it. You would be the captain of the Lord of hosts in the midst, directing the army. God, we're asking you, would you come and you be the captain of the Lord of hosts in the midst of your prayer movement, God. And let this be a fresh wave, Lord. A fresh wave to the prayer movement. In Jesus' name.
most of what I wanted to say was happened in the prayer meeting. <laughs> so thank you, God, for that. Um, I believe we are entering into a new season. We've been saying that for a while with the um, famine season, the years of drought being over, and a new season is coming. I think tomorrow, as we sing the Song of Solomon set, we'll see the same scriptures. The winter is past, right? And the springtime has come, and we're just entering into that new place. Um, I can just tell you personally, it doesn't feel that way. <laughs> um, most of my feelings are still feeling very much drought-like. <laughs> So um, I'm talking to myself as I talk to you that that's okay. Um, it will come. And uh, to remain steady and persevere in the place of not feeling and even having dark nights of the soul where you just don't feel, you wonder where God is and... Um, that's okay. That's a normal Christian life. <laughs> and if we begin to learn how much God is for us um, in that place and that he lets us persevere in that place to strengthen us, to get us ready for what's coming, because there's something forged in our spirit when we press through those times and we even grope for God. Um, in that place and um, something's happening in our spirit in that place. It feels horrible, by the way. I don't know if you guys feel that way. But I've been in it for a long, for a while. And, um, you know, sometimes I just wonder, Lord, where are you? Um, I can't feel you. It feels so hard right now. I don't see anything good on the horizon. My, it, it's cloudy. It's foggy, right? I kept driving down the freeway and seeing the signs, dense fog advisory. And I just felt like that was spiritual, you know? Dense fog advisory. We're in a dark fog right now, but in a minute, the sun's going to shine and the fog is going to dissipate and we'll be in a completely new se season. And, um, you know, as I was kind of crying out to the Lord in my own kind of desperate place recently, um, he sent me a couple people to contact me out of the blue that haven't. One person I never met before, it was completely out of the blue. And one person is just someone I highly respect that I hadn't talked to for a long time. And those two things made me realize, oh my goodness, not only does God see me, but he made me to see that things can shift so fast. And in a minute, you could be in a different season, which, which in the new season bears new crosses. It's not like, woohoo, now we're, we're there. Yes and no. <laughs> Well, yeah, we're in a different place, but, um, and he brought to my mind stories from the Bible, like Moses and the burning bush, right? 
Moses was 40 years in the wilderness. He was in a hidden place. He was a shepherd. He was just doing life. He was married. He had kids. He was happy to be hidden. And I can tell you, after 40 years, he wasn't looking to be the deliverer of Israel. That was, those were dreams of his youth. He tried that. He failed miserably. And he's put that behind himself, right? And now he's just being a shepherd, being a father, being the priest of his family, following God. And then one day, the burning bush. You know, and, it, and from that moment, his entire life changed, and it didn't go back to the way things were. He had to deal with it. <laughs> he had to deal with this call that was on his life that, are you going to obey or not? You know, and the Lord pressed him into obedience and gave him a lot of um, people to help him, like his brother, you know when he didn't want to do the talking, when he didn't want to, he, he's like, I'll deal with you, I'll give you your brother to help you out for a while, even though this is your call, Moses. <laughs> I'm calling you to this, right? But he was, he was weak. He didn't, he didn't want to obey the Lord, and yet he, he must obey the Lord, right? Because that's how it is. We must obey the Lord, or we're going to be miserable, like Jonah, going the opposite direction, Right? The Lord is going to come after you. He's going to throw you in the water. Let you be eaten by a giant fish if it takes that, you know? Because he's like, no, you will obey me. I'll just let a few things happen to you so you'll decide that my will is better than your will, you know? So anyways, I was just thinking, oh my goodness, things can shift so quickly. You know, with a couple phone calls, I'm immediately like kind of shaken out of my slumber that everything's going to be just exactly the same always and ever you know forever nothing's ever going to change you know you just feel like you're in this pattern and in this drought and it's like it just feels you know like oh this is just going to be how it is you know forever and ever and the Lord's like you don't know what you're saying (laughs) you know let me send you a person to call you let me send you another person to send you an email boom wake up you know, <laughs> and um, so, you know, Moses is just one example. Um, Jesus had 30 years of being completely hidden. Think of the joy of those years of being with his family, of people not knowing who he really is, right? Of just being a human being, just walking on the planet. Think of how much joy in his heart and yet also pain at the same time. And knowing what he would have to do, right? And when it was time to go public and and the wedding at Cana happened and his mom was saying, what are you going to do? Are you going to turn this water into wine? You know, is this your time? And he's like not really wanting to step into it because he knows what it means that he's going to be going straight toward the cross from that moment on, and he will be a public figure. And it will be a cross like no other, not just the cross he bore, but the entire thing. So, um, anyways, I think this season is a time of preparation. 
I haven't been listening to everything coming out at Kansas City recently. I think Karen's been hearing more, but I heard from Jim that Mike said something, um, something to the fact of we're in the roaring 20s, but the 30s are coming, <laughs> you know, and referring back to 100 years ago. Um, I think the meaning is, yeah, there's going to be some things happen in the 20s that will that will be awesome. I do believe revival's coming. We're going to have some stadiums filled and things like that and a great outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Unto what? Unto more trials and tribulations for the 30s, right? But it's unto the return of the Lord. And that's the point. So we shouldn't be too um, caught off guard that things like pandemics are happening, right? We shouldn't be too caught off guard that the political arena is just crazy, right? All these different things going on and corruption all over the place and you name it. Um, it's best to not look at the news too much. It's defiling to your spirit. Look at the Lord because his government is coming. He is the king. He is the only one that we will be. The, he's truly the only awesome leader on the, you know, he's the one we want to rule. Nobody else, right? Nobody can pull it off, right? Because the hearts of men are evil, basically. And given a lot of power, they become more evil. Um, So we need to be desiring and looking forward to and longing for the return of Christ. And that's the season we're in. He's, He's going to return. And um, our hearts need to just get um, get settled about that. That persecutions are coming, that difficulties are coming, but that God has us. And these are the days we're being prepared for. And um, there will be tremendous joys in the midst of fire, you know, in the midst of the fiery furnace that Daniel's friends went through, right? There will be tremendous victories. Tremendous joys. We're going to see the Lord move like no other. Um, And our hearts need to just be settled, you know, that we're living for another age. That we don't really care if we live or die. We live for Jesus, right? That we're settled. We're martyred on the inside already. I mean, that needs to be our stance. I know none of us are there yet. But God's going to help us get there, right? And that's why even some of these lighter trials... These momentary light afflictions like pandemics, (laughs) right, are here to show us kind of where we're at and where we need to get to be, right? I don't don't think the church has done well in this test of the global pandemic. I think we've seen more more division, more angst, more fear, more, um, you know, uh, where our heart is at. You know, just upset about many things, but not so focused on Jesus, you know? And, um, and what surprises me the most is the lack of prayer. I just, I just can't imagine why every church is not open right now saying, get in this room and pray with all that's going on. But it's obviously not the go-to of the mainline church The go-to is how do we do our service? How do we keep promoting our ministry 
so that our ministry continues. Dear God, help us. Where's the prayer? Now, I know people are praying and speaking to the choir, obviously, right? And that there's prayer calls going on and all kinds of things like that. But by and large, when I look around, I don't understand why every church in town is not open for prayer with pastors saying, get in this room. We're open 24-7. We need prayer, you know? Like that. I don't see that. I don't see the streets lining with people trying to get into church to pray. It just seems like that ought to be happening with all that's going on. But that's not really happening, as far as I can tell. Um, so we have a ways to go, you know. Um, but I do believe for the prayer movement, there's, a, there's another wave coming. In fact, yesterday I was up in Sacramento and sitting in the room up there. It's a great time for me to go on Wednesdays. I can lock in for six hours, pretty much undisturbed, and it's uh, like a retreat. <laughs> and so I'm just locked in, and, um, and I had just sent a text out to other mission-based leaders that I'm connected to. Um, just thanking Brad for doing such a great job just preparing for this summit and um, also that I felt like another wave was coming to the prayer movement. This would be the beginning of that, you know, and I had just texted that and then and then in the room they called for if you need prayer, raise your hand, right? I never raise my hand on those things, but I need prayer so badly that I raised my hand. <laughs> and this woman came over to pray for me, who I didn't know, but now I know her. She's awesome. She's totally an intercessor. She starts praying for me, and she starts getting just spot-on prophetic words. Just boom, 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 you know? And right after I sent that text, she goes, there's another wave coming. You know, she basically repeated my text that I just sent. There's another wave coming, and she <laughs> just starts breaking off all this stuff off of me that the enemy's always trying to, you know, whatever he does, right? And anyways, this is super powerful. Thank you, Jesus. And also, just she's thinking of us now, praying for us. There's a prayer room, wants to come down and pray in our room. You know, it's just making more people aware and I've been more conscientious about asking for prayer. <coughs> and um, I think that's helping to just basically tell people who support me, I need prayer. This is what's going on. Um, I don't do that very well or very often, but I'm starting to do that more because I realize how badly I need prayer. I'm impoverished for people to pray for me. Like, I desperately need people to pray. Yeah. And I need people around me who are, like, really, you know, asking God for, um, to help me. And I, I think as I've been asking people to pray, it's helping me to get my eyes more on the Lord and off myself, which is the main thing I need to do <laughs> instead of looking at my weakness, right? I look at the Lord and his strength and then have courage because this is what he's doing. He's building prayer. So we can have a lot of courage in what we're doing because we're right in the center of his will of what he wants to do and spread throughout the earth. So it's like, what are we worried about? 
You know, we do, we're, we're right in line with what he's wanting. And so we can move forward with great courage in our hearts that he's not only going to uphold this, but he's going to blow on it and cause it to expand. And so, um, so please pray for me because we had a Zoom meeting last week with mission-based leaders, and I hadn't expected this, but um, they asked me to do a uh, training for breakout session on biblical meditation. Um, and I, didn't, I thought I was going to kind of get by scot-free without having to do much at this conference, but I'm not getting by. <laughs> have to do a one-hour training, um, and I have to give a TED talk. So each of the leaders will give a 10-minute talk on their prayer room, kind of what what they see as um, uh, their niche, maybe, or, you know, what they highlight in their prayer room. Uh, It's a little bit different in each prayer room. And so, um, like for Brad's prayer room, they're all about community, you know, they, they, they're really strong in building community. It's kind of a bent they have, you know? Whereas and you guys can feed into this and help me with my ten minute TED talk on what you guys see as like our sort of uh, bent. But I really see in our house like a Mary of Bethany um, type of adoration type of spirit here. Um, Pretty much every one of our devotional sets are really adoring the Lord. I was just thinking through all the people who do devotional sets. They truly are adoring the Lord in their set, you know. And it's so beautiful. It's, so, um, it's such incense to him. And so I feel like we have like a first commandment in first place thing as like our, our bent... Um, you know, we really desire to go vertical and out of that place than go horizontal, reach out. So I see that as kind of our, our bent. But if you guys are getting anything or you have some insights into what you think kind of our prayer room, um, our redemptive uh, features, would you call them, um, then... Yeah, I'm just going to open it up if you have anything. Uh, I know Jim used to just say, you know, it's redemptive that we're in the region that's one of the most busy regions, right, in the entire world, the Bay Area. And yet we're telling people, come in this room and sit down. You know, (laughs) come and be. Stop doing, right? And that's what the Mary of Bethany is, you know. Sit at his feet and adore him. And stop the rat, the rat race for five minutes, you know? It's like the redemptive quality of this room being in such a region that's people are, you know, so busy just trying to do life, make ends meet, and, you know, get their kids to school and all the stuff they have to do, right? It's not easy living here. Um, so... Pray for me this week, especially I need to prepare that talk um, and, and the TED talk and just kind of be ready to serve when I go. And yeah, it's just, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, a conference like this hasn't really ever happened before. We've 
We used to have some at Billy's, but Billy's team ran the whole thing. And this is a little different because Brad's team is also running it, but they're calling, you know, eight or nine leaders from Houses of Prayer to also come and help run it, you know, breakout sessions, teachings, trainings, um, exhortations, meeting with people one-on-one. They're going to have a green room open that's basically snacks, right, where you can go in and chit-chat with people. So Because they want people to connect. They want people to be like, I, how do you do House of Prayer? Oh, let's sit down. Let's talk about this, you know? So they're going to have this green room open the whole time. They're going to have, they're going to have um, video-based tours. So we did a little video of our uh, prayer room. Not the one that's on the website. We did that one, too. So look at that if you haven't seen it yet. It's pretty cool. Um, but we did one that's just a tour. Brad wanted us to all give, send me a video of a tour of your base. I'm like, okay, well, this is our base, you know? <laughs> it's not much of a tour. <laughs> You're asking for it, I will send it to you. <laughs> so I had a video taken, and um, the guy who did our video on our website also did the tour. So it is professionally done. Um, so if you're going to do a tour, he did a good job. I mean, we don't have a lot to tour here. But um, I sent them the little video. I talked about that map over there where we have our 50-mile radius that we focus on. We're connected to House of Prayer Sacramento. They have their 50-mile radius. I talked about some things like that. And um, I, I feel like, if nothing else, I hope it will give people courage who are beginning because when you're first starting, if you look at a prayer room like Gary's or Brad's or Cheryl's, where they're going almost 24-7, where they have a lot of worship teams, where they have a big space with many rooms, you know, you can be completely overwhelmed. You know, it's like going to Kansas City, you know, it's like, well, I can't do this, you know. Well, what can you do? If they see our room, right, one room. You know, a few people on a worship team. That gives somebody courage. They're like, well, I could start there, right? We could start and do something like that. And so it's, it has a place, you know, where we're at in this has a place to help others get courage to move forward. And so instead of being embarrassed about, oh, well, we only have one room. We don't have 10 rooms to do ministry doesn't matter, right? We're doing the main thing. <laughs> and praise God, we have this room as many hours as we're able to do it, which is awesome. Never had that before. So we're super blessed. And, um, but I feel like our room could give people courage, you know? There's the tour of the base that has one room, you know? <laughs> yeah, and the same team. Every time. Exactly, you know? <laughs> so I think that's, that could be a good thing for somebody to see that and go, all right, you know? That's cool. That's awesome. And maybe we could do it too. Let's move forward. So um, I'm just going to close up um, in prayer, and then I'll open it up. If you have any thoughts or insights or you're getting something from the Lord for me regarding um, 
a TED Talk or anything, um, please feel free to send me um, text or email or something. So, Lord, I just thank you for our prayer room. I thank you for our season. Lord, I thank you that you use the hard things in our life to mature us, to cause us to be steady in our inner man, to cause us to uh, know that you're forging, you're doing a work in our soul. And even if it doesn't feel good, even if it's hard, you're doing something in that place and we can trust you. We can trust you with our lives and we can trust you with what you're doing. Even if it feels like we're in a drought or we're in a dark place or we don't understand what's going on or we just feel abandoned, maybe. Lord, I just pray that we would know that we know that you're right here. You are right here with us and everything is orchestrated by your spirit. Everything, everything in our lives is orchestrated so that we might grow, so that we might in that day come short in no gift, so that we might be ready for the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ in his day, so that we would be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ when he appears, when he comes back. And, and Lord, I just pray um, that scripture for us. Lord, let us be enriched in everything. Yes, Lord. And, uh, in all utterance and all knowledge. Let us lack no gift to be confirmed in us, Christ. Let us be rooted and grounded in your love, Lord. And, and even apart from any kind of feelings that we would know that we know, God is with us. Yes. God is with us. It does not matter how we feel. Feelings will come and go. Yeah. But God is with us. Yes. And we can keep saying yes to him no matter what it looks like and continue to obey for this brings him great amount of pleasure when we obey, even when we don't feel like it. So, Lord, I pray you would encourage all of our hearts, even those who were not able to make it today yeah. to staff meeting and um, just bless each one. I just pray for an increase in yes. this house of prayer. Yes, I pray for interns to come to our internship. Lord, that you would call watchmen to the wall, that you would call musicians and singers yes, and Marys who would sit at your feet and yes. adore you. God, we ask you for more devotional sets, Lord, that would, people would sing the scriptures and, and just love on you and minister to you. God, we pray that this house would be a burning house of of uh, incense that goes up to your heart and soothes you, that makes you feel happy, because you see everything that's going on in the world. How soothing would it be if there were millions of prayer rooms just sending up incense, soothing your heart at a time when you see also so much sin going on. I pray that the incense would go up, Lord. So much incense would go up. A little room like this could go night and day with adorers, with worshipers, with those who would play their guitar and sing the psalms to you. God, I ask you, God, that you would do that. You'd put section leaders in place, Lord, so that we can open up the room more hours. Lord, that you would bring those who play and sing, God, that they would be worshipers and adorers too. Let the incense go up night and day. We just ask you for that, Lord, that your presence would be cultivated in this room, Lord, that all who, are, who come in this room would be touched by you, Lord, deeply, deeply ministered to. 
deeply ministered to. In Jesus' name. So I just want to open it up if there's something um, that you, as I was speaking, if something came to your mind, um, let me know. Just open that up. Yeah. Um, what are the dates of that person? The, uh, the summit? Yeah. February 2nd through the 5th. 